Numbers chapter 6. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and tell them, When either man or woman shall make a special vow, the vow of a Nazarite, to separate himself to Yahweh, he shall separate himself from wine and strong drink, he shall drink no vinegar of wine or vinegar of fermented drink, neither shall he drink any juice of grapes, nor eat fresh grapes or dried. All the days of his separation he shall eat nothing that is made of the grapevine, from the seeds even to the skins. All the days of his vow of separation no razor shall come on his head, until the days are fulfilled in which he separates himself to Yahweh, he shall be holy. He shall let the locks of his hair of his head grow long. All the days that he separates himself to Yahweh, he shall not go near a dead body. He shall not make himself unclean for his father or for his mother, for his brother or for his sister when they die, because his separation to God is on his head. All the days of his separation, he is holy to Yahweh. If any man dies very suddenly beside him, and he defiles the head of his separation, then he shall shave his head in the day of his cleansing. On the seventh day he shall shave it. On the eighth day he shall bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons to the priest, to the door of the tent of meeting. The priest shall offer one for a sin offering and the other for a burnt offering, and make atonement for him, because he sinned by reason of the dead, and shall make his head holy that same day. He shall separate to Yahweh the days of his separation, and shall bring a male lamb, a year old, for a trespass offering. But the former days shall be void, because his separation was defiled. This is the law of the Nazarite. When the days of his separation are fulfilled, he shall be brought to the door of the tent of meeting, and he shall offer his offering to Yahweh, one male lamb, a year old, without defect, for a burnt offering, one ewe lamb, a year old, without defect, for a sin offering, one ram, without defect, for peace offerings, basket of unleavened bread, cakes of fine flour mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers anointed with oil, with their meal offering and their drink offerings. The priest shall present them before Yahweh, and shall offer his sin offering and his burnt offering. He shall offer the ram for a sacrificial peace offerings to Yahweh, with the basket of unleavened bread. The priest shall also offer its meal offering and its drink offering. The Nazarite shall shave the head of his separation at the door of the tent of meeting, take the hair of the head of his separation and put it on the fire, which is under the sacrifice of peace offerings. The priest shall take the boiled shoulder of the ram, one unleavened cake out of the basket, and one unleavened wafer, and shall put them on the hands of the Nazarite after he has shaved the head of his separation. And the priest shall wave them for a wave offering before Yahweh, they are holy for the priest, together with the breast that is waved and the thigh that is offered. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. This is the law of the Nazarite who vows and of his offering to Yahweh for his separation, in addition to that which he is able to afford, according to his vow which he vows, so he must do after the law of his separation. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his sons, saying, This is how you shall bless the children of Israel. You shall tell them, Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yahweh lift up his face toward you and give you peace. 
so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. This chapter has got two things. The first is the Nazareth discussion of the Nazarite and how a person is to be a Nazarite and then what they do when they finish being a Nazarite. And the second is the priestly blessing. So firstly, the Nazarite. A Nazarite is not the same as a Nazarene. <laughs> you might have heard of Jesus the Nazarene. Well, that's because Jesus came from Nazareth. And there's, you know, even a denomination, the Church of the Nazarene, and all of that. That's great. That's fine. But no, Nazarites um, are not Nazarenes. They're different things, even though they sound very similar. And Nazir is the Hebrew word, which means to be separated or to, con to be consecrated. So a Nazarite is someone who would separate themselves apart from the world or consecrate themselves to God for a period of time. Basically, they made themselves holy to God to live for some purpose. And then while they were doing that, they wouldn't touch dead bodies, they wouldn't drink wine, and they wouldn't shave their head. And these were signs that they were under a Nazarite vow. In the Bible, we've got some examples of Nazarites. We've got the first, the one you probably are aware of is Samson, who uh, his mother and father couldn't have children. They were praying, an angel appeared, and the angel said, you know, you'll have a son, he's going to be a Nazarite. So he was a lifelong Nazarite. His entire life, he never cut his hair, except for because he told Delilah, you know, that the Lord had blessed him with this gift of strength, she cut his hair off for him. Because of that, the anointing that he had for strength was gone. And um, he basically broke his Nazarite vow. He broke his vow to the Lord because of what happened. Um, some other, we'll talk about Samson when we get to the book of Judges. Another two Nazarites in the Bible are Samuel. Samuel was the same thing. His mother couldn't have children and she um, said, if, if you give me a son, I'll dedicate him to the Lord. So Samuel, Nazarite from birth, he obviously had long hair. You may not have realized. <laughs> and the other is John the Baptist and New Testament Nazarite. So these are three lifelong Nazarites in the Bible. And in the New Testament, we've got a passage where Paul you know, he'd been traveling all around the world and preaching the gospel. And some of the Jews in Jerusalem were feeling that he didn't, Paul didn't respect the Old Testament properly, particularly the, the law of circumcision. They thought that Paul was undermining it, which truthfully he was. <laughs> but he was undermining it in the way that God wanted it undermined. He was undermining it in the proper way that it should be undermined, which was actually a strengthening of it because the law is really the symbols and the types that lead us to the real thing. And Paul was teaching the real thing, but they were stuck on the symbols and the types. So when Paul turned up in Jerusalem, they wanted to get him. So someone had a suggestion, Acts chapter 24. They said, they said to Paul, why don't you um, participate with these men in the ending of their Nazarite vow? Well, it doesn't say Nazarite, but in the ending of their vows, and there were these men that shaved their heads and presented their offerings in the temple. Well, this is the ending of the Nazarite vow, even though it didn't say it. And Paul did the same thing, and he paid for theirs as well. So this has led some commentators to think that Paul actually had taken a Nazarite vow, and he had ended it at this time along with these other men. Not, not totally sure about that, but it's in the New Testament there as well. So you can see how this law here in Numbers chapter 6 has popped up in different places through the Bible. As Christians today, you know, there are times that we, well, basically, to be honest with you, we should be living consecrated lives to the Lord all the time. Now, for us, we don't have 
to abstain from haircuts, um, we actually take grape juice for communion. Some people take actual wine. Um, so the, these physical things, that's not what's needed for us to be consecrated to the Lord. These were, these were symbolic things, but for us to be a Nazarite, so to speak, for us to be someone who's Nazir, consecrated to the Lord, it's a heart thing. And all Christians are called to, to dedicate their lives to the Lord and consecrate them. In fact, if you're in a Protestant church that's, that's um, you know, non-reformed or, or, you know, someone that doesn't... There's a lot of Protestant churches that don't christen their children. So like Baptists, for example, Pentecostals. And uh, in these churches, Salvation Army, when a child is born, we bring that child and we dedicate them to the Lord. And so it's something like this. It's this idea that every person is consecrated to Christ and they belong to Christ and they are his. And if you're a Christian and you're living a worldly life, well, what you're lacking is consecration. You're lacking the fact that, that all believers are supposed to be kind of like Nazarites, but without the Old Testament part added to it, but devoted from the heart to the Lord and willing to follow him, willing to serve him. Now, this passage here, number six, is just a reminder to us about that and a reminder to us that we should serve the Lord with our whole lives. Right at the end of Numbers chapter six, we've got the priestly blessing. And this is, um, is the part that says, the Lord bless you, Lord keep you, Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, the Lord bless you and give you peace. You've probably heard that said many times. This translation said Yahweh, not the Lord. But... Um, there's a song that's just come out this last 12 months. It's, it's an older song than this last 12 months, but because of COVID, this song has become very popular. It's called The Blessing. In the description of this video, I placed the link to The Blessing. You can click it and watch it after this video. And um, this, this, the Lord always intends to bless his people. And this is something that we can easily forget, but right in the creation of the world, the Lord blessed his creation he blessed adam and eve they hadn't even done anything yet but the blessing of god was on them and here the children of israel in the desert the lord commands them to be blessed by aaron the priest and so god's blessing is on his people and it's it's important it shows us that his heart is towards us his favor is towards us but sadly so many people turn their backs on god and also turn their back on his blessing this particular passage is is living this blessing is living for us and we need to take it and believe that the Lord's heart is towards us and receive. Give, And it says that his face shine upon you, be gracious to you and give you peace. And in that, those words, the giving of peace, you have everything. Jesus Christ is our peace. But as well as that, you've got health and wealth and life, long life, success and blessing and posterity and fruitfulness. And you've got the blessing of children so many things are wrapped up in that blessing of peace. And I also want to just mention in closing that archaeologists have recently found, I think it was last year or the year before, they found a tiny little piece of uh, rolled up silver with this scripture on it, dating to the 7th century before Christ. This is 600 and something, you know, BC. And um, this was something that someone had worn around their neck. And you can see that... The, that this, these words were meaningful to people thousands of years ago and they're meaningful to us today now. And it also happens to have been the oldest portion of scripture that's been discovered. Obviously the scriptures are older than that. It's just that you know things are lost in the course of time. But this 
it just goes to show us how old these things are, how long they've meant they've been touching lives, blessing lives, impacting people, even to seven centuries before Jesus. People were contemplating these words and, and considering God's blessing as we should do today. Lord, we thank you for these words. We thank you that you have turned your face towards us and towards us and spoken peace over us. And then, Lord, our response to you is gratitude, but also consecration. What was spoken of in earlier in the chapter number six, Lord, of these people who consecrated their lives to you, and Lord, we dedicate our lives to you afresh today. We want to serve you, not by leaving our hair grow long, but Lord, by causing our hearts to be pure and clean before you and determining to walk with you. So Lord, help us with these things, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.